Hey yo everyone, it's Walter from the Enemy Base. Thank you for checking out this YouTube video. We record every podcast, uh, gameplay video, gameplay streaming, everything that you need base related is going to be on Twitch at twitch.tv slash the enemy base. And you can see clips of me playing magic right like there. There we go. Right there. On top of that, we are on Spotify. We're on SoundCloud. We're on Apple Podcasts. We are on Google Podcasts. You name it. We're on it. And best thing you can do for me to help out click like click subscribe i would say some bs metric about only x amount of percentage of people or who are subscribed or watching this but let's be honest those things are all bullshit anyway so do us a solid click like click the sub button if you want give us a thumbs up and enjoy this episode of the list we are talking about captain Welcome america the, the first news network Hey, yo, what up, everyone? Welcome from the Enemy Base, and we are live recording episode two of the Enemy Base Presents The List. So episode one was a couple of weeks ago, and I'm sure a couple of you guys probably forgot what we were talking about, but we were talking about the Marvel Cinematic Universe and how great or bad those movies were. And I say bad because Iron Man 2 still does exist, as does Thor The Dark World. So... Well, we're gonna let me uh, get into this real quick. I'm actually gonna bring up the Twitter for the people in the live feed, so y'all can see exactly what we are working with. Anyway, so I decided that what we were gonna do is. Um, we are going to start at the very beginning when, um, when the MCU started. Hello, friendo. So let's bring up, let's bring up the, uh, uh, MCU tier list that I did. So everybody can remember. This is how we viewed it. This is how we're going in the beginning. This is how I, before doing full watch throughs and synopsis and all that, this is where we are. Top to bottom, left to right. So this is where we're at right now. And when we're done doing all of these, and I don't, I'm only going to be doing one movie today, but going forward, we're going to be doing like, two, three, maybe three, even four movies at once. So I'm not doing 27 episodes of Marvel before I just want to, you know, uh, we did. That was actually the first episode of uh, the list that you could catch that on um, Spotify, YouTube, wherever. If you're following me anywhere, it's probably going to be on there or a link to it at some point. Actually, better yet. Can I get there? No? Okay. Exclamation point social or socials will bring up all of the, uh, it'll bring up my link, link tree or my actual URL, which will bring you to the link tree. So everything's going to be right there. So here's where we're looking at right now. We are actually going to be starting with the, what I initially ranked as an amazing movie in this tier list. And that is going to be Captain America, the first Avenger. Now, the reason why I'm starting with this is because it is 
very much the first movie. <laughs> Ouch. Ouch. So where we're going to be, I, I want to take some of the stuff off so we can uh, go through this in peace. We, uh, for me, I am, I'm a, I, I don't want to say I grew up as a huge fan of Captain America. I grew up as a huge fan of comic books, right? So let me move this over a little bit better. So I was all about um, like the X-Men, Spider-Man, um, like late 80s, early 90s, Batman, like Nightfall was just a killer, killer comic. And once I got into like middle school and high school, I kind of veered away from it because comics weren't cool. Which kind of sucks. I, I wish I... There were a lot of great stories that were going on in the late 90s, early 2000s, and I wish I kept up on it. However, I came back around in 2006 or seven, um, maybe even earlier than that. Um, I think it was... Whenever Marvel's uh, Marvel Civil War came out, the comic book, not the movie... And like for me, I will I will die on this hill. Civil War is far and away the best comic book story uh, from 2000 to current. I will I will argue with you all day long. I will I will throw things at I will throw instances in the story and the ancillary stuff that came out after it or during it during and after it that made it such a a piece like a, a pop culture piece a pop culture phenomenon that no matter how hard they tried it will not come back around no matter how hard people try like they tried it with Civil War Two, and it was a dumpster fire. I'm sorry, it sucked. They tried it with the movie, and while it, they it, they did a great job making the the Avengers Two. Yes, I will argue until I'm blue in the face. They made it. They they did a valiant effort in making the Avenger the second Avengers movie that we all wanted, and didn't get with Age of Ultron. That's what Civil War the movie was. Was it great? Was it the best? No. Did it do justice to the Civil War comic? Not so much. In my opinion, I thought it was kind of lackluster in that regard. As long as you take it away from that, right? As long as you if you separate Civil War the movie from Civil War the the comic, it was actually really it was well done for what we got. Um for for that though, it was just there there needed to be a starting point for that. And people people thought we were going to get the starting point with Iron Man, which in theory, yes, it did start the MCU because it was the first movie. Nobody talks about the Incredible Hulk movie Universal put out in 2003. That was horseshit. Didn't happen. Fake news. So I'm going to talk a bit about the, the movie itself, and I want, to, I want to give you guys a reason why I think it rates so high for me. Because it's a, it's a very divisive movie. Either people really liked it or people really hated it. So straight out the gate, like it, anybody knows that Captain America predates anybody who is in the Avengers currently. 
dude fought in World War II. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Let me take that back. He predates anybody not named Wolverine. So, considering the X-Men are coming to the MCU at some point, I kind of have to preface that now. As per the Avengers currently, Captain America, Steve Rogers, predated everybody. So, they needed a way to bring Steve Rogers, World War II hero, to the modern-day Avengers team. And with First Avenger, I thought they t they made that story well put together, in my opinion. I thought it was great. Uh, I, I know I know saying I thought it was great is kind of like a um, um kind of a nosedive on that one, but they gave us the origin story for Captain America that we really needed because. It was we got the the comics back in 1945, and then after 1945, because socio political statements at the time, we didn't need him anymore. Correct, correct. His backstory, the the entire movie, the entirety of Captain America: The First Avenger is his backstory, and the end is him meeting up with Nick Fury. So we get his we get the comics in 1945, and then by like 1947, sales started to dip because in theory Captain America was a propaganda machine for World War II. And they they stopped the comic and that's where he went in ice. And they kind of retconned it to where he was always in ice after World War II and anytime you build an origin story, he was always there. Okay. Um, my suggestion for you, I'm going to, if you guys only watch, um, a certain amount of Marvel movies, like for me, it is always going to be this top tier. Like it's always going to be Captain America, Black Panther, Civil War. Even if you go to the, the Disney plus shows with Falcon and the Winter Soldier, um, Loki, and WandaVision, those are all really good. It's like when you start when you start going down towards Captain Marvel, where Captain Marvel was a good movie, but it wasn't it wasn't a barn burner, like it wasn't Endgame, it wasn't Doctor Strange. It didn't bring anything new to the table. It just it gave us a female led a female led superhero movie that was done well. It played it rather safe. The plot twist of the scrolls being good guys in this in the movie was kind of eh okay sure it happened but the the it was Captain Marvel was was played safe and I couldn't give it a, I I couldn't put it in amazing nor good because it didn't really fit in either one so I just put it in its own thing but for me, it's all about, I was all about uh, Captain America from like 2006 currently. And then I went back and I read some of the other stuff, which like ramped up my my hype for this movie when it, when it was announced. So I went back, I read uh, The Winter Soldier, which again, if you have not read The Winter Soldier comics, for the love of God, spend the $7.99, read Civil War, read The Winter Soldier period. And then after you're done reading those on Marvel Unlimited, read any of the other stories that are there. Dark Phoenix, you name it. I read that, though. Don't worry. Uh, so, anyway, 
like it opened it opened up in a spot that it needed to right so we get um we get red skull or at that time johan schmidt busting through a monastery where what turned out to be the tesseract was at the time it was just called the uh uh the cosmic cube so he tears down this entire monastery takes the um tesseract and then just adios muchacho and kills everyone in it levels the building and walks away then we get the then we cut straight to the first scene with steve rogers where he's getting it getting the crap kicked out of him because he's a scrawny little kid well i say scrawny little kid but he's like 22 23 looks like he's four foot five with his older brother bucky barnes coming up to save his ass goes into the movie er, he goes over to i think it's the stark expo 1943 right and finds one final way to get into be gets into the army because that is one thing in life he wants to do he gets nominated for the super soldier program he gets in there shit goes down erskine dies move on to the war captain america does a bunch of uso shows because that's all they wanted him to do finds out that his uh his dude bucky gets caught up in a bunch of bullshit gets caught by hydra experimented on we think never never really never really told the extent of the experiments that were, that were put on him but you can guess by later on in the movie he fixes he he gets bucky they get out He's lauded as a hero, and then the U.S. government goes, "All right, I guess we have a juggernaut on our hands. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, let's go mess up some Nazis." So, through the movie, you see the exploits of Bucky and the Howling Commandos and Captain America running roughshod throughout Europe, doing like messing everything up for Johann Schmidt. Now, at this point, he's Red Skull. Which, by the way, the CG and the prosthetics for the Red Skull were phenomenal, and I'm glad to see. I'm glad that they came back in. End, no, it was uh, Infinity War and Endgame. And the you, you get to see how Bucky died, big part of Captain America's backstory. So that was cool. And then we get to the final battle, which starts in Johann Schmidt's base. Yeah, exactly. He he went from nothing and became like the biggest hero that America had at the time, even probably to current Avengers time. And the final battle, I like is what that's what cinched it for me. The final battle was all about Captain America versus Red Skull. America versus Hydra. America versus Nazis. Like that that's that is the battle for Captain America. It is always going to be the battle for Captain America. And the the set piece that they had this gigantic flying fortress was just obscenely good and the entire story between Peggy and Steve where he goes from like a very official um Steve Rogers grunt four foot five grunt to and commanding officer to bad hey souped up badass and woman who's literally like sweating bullets anytime she sees him it's it it was a well put together i i can't even say love story at the, well i guess i can it, i guess it was a love story so we get we get everything that we need to go from scrawny cap hero cap 
tap on ice. Hey, welcome back. You're now an Avenger. You you have a bunch of idiots to lead. It's just like the Howling Commandos, except they're all superpowered in some way, shape, or form. Do you like big, giant green monsters? Because you got one now. So that's like, I, I wanted to give a brief synopsis with this. Okay, so what I my suggestion for you, and I'm not even gonna I'm not even saying this as a plug to watch the or listen to listen and watch the podcast. There's two ways that you can go about it. If you don't have Disney Plus, every week I put out an episode of the list, you you watch those two movies or watch that movie. Because like at the end of the at the end of the episode, I'm gonna tell you which movies I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with next. If you do have Disney Plus, there is a a um, a timeline on Disney Plus that says watch the Marvel, watch the MCU in chronological order, whatever they they name it as, and it starts at Captain America and it ends at Loki. Oh, so then you can just do that, or if you want to wait every week and just watch watch it as I'm going like releasing the episodes, you can do that too. I mean, I would say I feel bad, but Disney and Lucasfilm, or Disney owns Lucasfilm and uh, Marvel, so I, 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 I guess I'm a huge Disney fan now too. Son of a bitch. Anyway, so what I, what I'm gonna do, I don't know if this is gonna be a long episode or a short episode. I'm pretty much just gonna be talking from the hip. Um, I think. Hey, 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 hey. Not Disney proper. Not Disney proper. I'm a fan of Lucasfilm and I'm a fan of Marvel. Therefore, by extension, I'm a fan of Disney owned property. Not Disney movies. Oh, God, that just gives me the shivers. Oh, hell no. Oh, hell no. The, the only thing I'm going to be doing is singing like parodies of songs like Fuck it all, fuck it all, I don't give a shit anymore. Fuck it all, fuck it all. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> so, um, as for the podcast, I know I'm terrible at this. So, oh my God, that is awesome. I wish I could say something like that. So, above my head. There is a rotating social media thingy, so you can you can watch the you can watch the uh, replays of the video on YouTube. You can watch or you can listen to the podcast version on Spotify, on Castbox, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Um, as long as you have something that plays podcasts, the fact that I'm on Apple Podcasts will put it out almost everywhere. Uh, the the three biggest th the three biggest uh, four biggest ones are Castbox, Spotify, Apple, and uh, Google. I'm all, if you're on SoundCloud, you also get them on SoundCloud. The when I put them out on SoundCloud, they are the absolute first spot to go to. So follow me on SoundCloud, and I'm there. Within an hour, it goes to Spotify, and then the next day, it goes on. Apple and it goes on Google. It takes about 24 to 48 hours for the song. Once I once I post the song or once I post the the podcast, 
it goes live almost an hour after on Spotify because it's on its own feed and Google and um, Apple are like an hour later or like a day or two later. I know, I know how to speak anyway. So for like they did with Captain Marvel, Captain America did a great job in setting the, the time. So like in Captain Marvel, when you go through and you see Blockbuster, right? And you see an actual full-fledged Blockbuster that Captain Marvel just busts through. You know that you're in the late 80s, early 90s, even mid 90s at that point. And you see you see 90s cars, 90s uh storefronts. Like you know you're in you're watching a movie that's set in the 90s. And Captain America did the 40s motif so well that even when they were in New York, it wasn't a clean, like a uh, a clean look of New York. A lot of the buildings had that like tan, tan, like, I don't want to say dust, but it looked like almost sepia, right? All the buildings had like a, a beige, tan, like khaki, like tone to it. Kind of like how the Matrix had... Like when they were in the Matrix, it was like it, everything had like a green hue to it. Even though I'm firmly convinced that in the first movie it was like a blue to, like a blue hue to it. But I could just be like experiencing the Mandela effect. But they did every they did the they did a lot of good setting the setting the place and the time. So you you see a bunch of like 1940s cars. The built the front of the buildings all looked like they were in the 1940s. Not, like you go through that New York set piece. Even when you go down to the the Stark the Stark Expo, there was a lot of like 1940s Art Deco, which was the big thing at the time. And I'm a big fan of Art Deco because Okay. All right, cool. I just want to, I, I know I, I'm experiencing the Mandela effect on that one. So, so you get to, um, like you get to the army base and then again, you see it, it's not set up like it would be today. You have like crazy shit, like you're climb up the flagpole as fast as you can. Everyone, everyone get on the pole. First one to get up there wins and nobody can get up there. And then you get, Little Steve Rogers going, y'all are dumb. Pulls the the uh, linchpin out. The flagpole falls. He grabs the flag, hands it to Tommy Lee Jones's character, hops on the back of the jeep, and watches everyone else run back to base. Like it, it, it's genius. Like you see, like 1940s jeeps, and I'm a sucker for when you can tell that actual. Like actual cars were either used or used at like they were props were made to look like these cars. I can give a shit less under the hood if they're filming and they use a 2012 Jeep when and they put a body of like a 1941 Jeep. It doesn't matter to me as long as it looks like it, you know? And Captain America did it straight. Like it was 100% on point. I think again, it was one of the biggest parts of the casting because this i think when they announced the movie and the and captain america the first avenger was being filmed it was the last movie that was filmed or that was filmed and all the pre-production and everything was done before Mar uh, disney took over so 
Disney took over as Captain America the First Avenger was coming out, and Avengers pre-production was going on. After the pre-production was over, then Disney took complete control over it. They bought the... I, I think um, Paramount had the distribution rights through Marvel, and Disney bought that back for everything except for Hulk, which is still technically owned by Universal because they still have... The ongoing theory is that they still have Marvel Superhero Island down in Florida in Islands of Adventure. So they're like, we're going to keep this just in case. But on the whole, like, again, the casting was just phenomenal. I would, Going into it, when they said that uh, Chris Evans was going to be the was going to be Captain America, I... I was uh, Karen clutching my pearls going, oh, my God, please don't fuck this up. This guy is literally like just got this guy just got off being a uh, uh, human torch and like a smarmy, like scumbaggy uh, character. And he was in. Oh, uh, was it? I don't want to say the boys because I think that was wrong. But he was in another superhero or another comic book movie right after that where he played the exact same character as. um Johnny Storm. So we're at this point, I'm like, this dude only knows how to play smarmy, sarcastic dudes. And then the movie came out, and I'm just like, you win this round, Chris Evans. You win this round. And just like Chris Hemsworth as Thor, just like Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man, just like... Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch is Doctor Strange and Tom Holland is Spider-Man and the entire litany of people that they just got that were perfect for the role or in in uh, Rhodey's case Terrence Howard and then got replaced by the second best person that can play it but I, I can't I, I can't stress this enough this was if you play it in order of when it takes place in the MCU, this could not have been a better opening movie. Like I, I can't, I can't say enough about it. Um, I think having, yeah, exact one hundred percent. Like Chris Hemsworth was, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to say no, like he was a nobody, but he had like bit roles. And then they see this dude with long ass blonde hair and stacked to the nine with muscles, right? Like literally the only, the only other guy I would even think about going gay for is goddamn Jason Momoa. But this dude is like, oh, look at me and my rippling biceps and my six pack that turns into a 12 pack whenever I want it. Like. This dude is like legit. Like, we'll get into it more when we get to Thor later, but Jesus Christ, man. Like, there is not one, one casting that Marvel has done where I just went, what in the hell, man? And I have a feeling over the course of the next, I don't know, at least 15 episodes of this podcast, I'm going to be going, Marvel can do no wrong. <laughs> Actually, I was looking over at my couch to see if my girlfriend was over there going, uh-huh. She wasn't. I think she's in the room eating. But we all, we people get it. People, like, it, it's like Marvel and subsequently Disney when they got the rights to it, 
they had they they got the they got it. That's the best way I can say it. They got it. They saw how there were good comic book movies that came out. X-Men, Blade, X-Men 2, Spider-Man, Spider-Man 2. And they saw that these can be very marketable and very good. And I am 100% on board with that. And when you get to um, later, like when you get to things later on, right? And you get to your Black Widows and your WandaVisions and Spider-Man, whatever, whatever the new title is, because I don't even think they came out with it yet. These are all going to be... Things are like they take a lot of things that stack upon other things like Captain America, like Iron Man, like the, the, the original pillars of this movie or of this entire franchise. They're masters of putting stuff up. And if we didn't have the movies like Captain America, the first Avenger or Iron Man or Thor, the original Thor, not the Dark World, because that still sucked. We would have been like. There would there would be no MCU today, and we would probably have a really bad DCEU with I don't know. For all I know, Robert Downey Jr. playing Bruce Wayne. But I'm gonna be I'm probably gonna be uh hitting the DC movies at some point. I just don't wanna do that at some point. I I don't want to do it anytime in the near future because I got a bunch of other things that I want to take a look at. Especially after doing seven, 16, 17, 18 episodes of MCU, I might need a break from comic book movies. I mean, I'm not saying it wouldn't work. It's just like bef before before uh, 2007 when Iron Man came out, nobody thought Robert Downey Jr. would be anything other than a alcoholic drug addict. And then he got clean, became uh, Tony Stark, and then here, next thing we know, he's being paid hundreds of millions of dollars to be in Avengers Endgame, you know? Like, straight up, he got paid the most out of anybody for that movie. And you know what? With the amount of work that he put in and how good he is as Tony Stark and how it led to other things like Sherlock. And granted, we don't talk about the second Sherlock movie because it was kind of straight up ass, but how it led to other things like Sherlock and how he was able to do other movies that even though they were some of them were complete trash, like Doolittle, he was able to make it happen. And that's what matters. And if it wasn't for uh, Marvel going out on the limb and going, here you go. The first Sherlock was great. The second Sherlock was not so much. <laughs> not so much. Like, if, like the only way I could say any, if a sequel was was good, is if if they if they if this they switch spots, right? So, like, let's say they put the sequel as the first movie, right? And the first movie as the second movie, would the second movie function as good or better as the first movie in the first movie slot? Which, again, if you look at the tier list, maybe there we go. That's why Captain America the uh, Captain America the Winter Soldier is like my number one pick is the best Marvel movie. You can put Captain America uh, the Winter Soldier as number one and straight up I think I think it would have been as good if not better. But that's just me. Um 
I see your rescuers down under, and I see and I raise you Terminator 2 Judgment Day. Sorry. I mean, Terminator 2 Judgment Day is the best sequel of all time. Back to the Future 2. Back to the Future 2. Yo, no. I can't. No. We're not we're not getting no. No, no, no. We are not getting down this rabbit hole of the Back to the Future movies because I will this podcast will end up being 3 hours long and I will just stop talking about Captain America. I can't do that. However, it is on the agenda for this list. It might even be the next batch of movies that I do. It might even be it might I might take a break from the Marvel movies and say fuck it, I'm going to do the I'm going to do Back to the Future movies. However, I stand Yep, You're, it, they they are all one movie. But if you take if you take two and move it to one and move one and move it to two, it won't work. As as a sequel, it's a great sequel. But it it in in, in the formula I have in my head that works phenomenally for me and probably not for anyone else, it doesn't work as well. So, man, I still need to get used to this whole, like, talking by myself for hours on end because I'm not used to it. So, from there, <sighs> blasphemy. I mean, dude, listen, listen, listen. I, I understand what you're saying, but Terminator 2, bro. Like, I'll always have a soft spot for Terminator 2. Yes, I am going back to America's ass now. So, like, I just think the, from top to, like, from top to bottom, it was Captain America, the First Avenger was a very well thought out movie. From establishing Johann Schmidt, the Red Skull, in the first five minutes of the movie, and then intermittently going back to him over the course of the movie and seeing how he went from a... A general, a I don't want to say a single-minded general with a purpose, but he was he walked in, took what he wanted, killed everyone, and left. He was a very to the point general. And as the movie goes on, you see parts of it just you see that kind of like chip away to where like the next time you see him, he's getting his he's getting a uh a painting done of himself. You don't see him from the front. You see him from the back, and you see Armin Zola turn the corner into his into uh, Schmidt's office, and you just see what look what his face just drop, and he's still talking, and you just you see Armin Zola's face go from like shock and terror to, uh huh, okay, whatever, you, whatever, you, yep, uh huh, looks great. Looks awesome. I'm. Well, let's keep that. Mm -hmm. So, then the next time you see him, he is about as unhinged as one could be. Where he takes his face off in the middle of a fight with Captain America in a uh, a Nazi base, and it just goes to goes from there, man. Like. And then at the end of the movie, he, you just see him out in like full, full glory, full light. And he is just going to town and he's like an evil, maniacal man, 
entity. I don't I don't know how to call it. The only thing that bugs me about the Red Skull is you don't it, they never went into how he be how he went from Johann Schmidt, the man, to Red Skull, the entity. And I think that would have done people a lot more, a lot more of a service than just sticking a guy with a face mask on and just letting him ride the the train to crazy town you know i would have i would have loved to have like the beginning be they show that they show schmidt getting experimented on as a kid or something and then put the scene where he destroys the uh the monastery where the tesseract was right after where steve rogers gets experimented on like um gets accepted into the Captain America program. So you could see that if uh, Erskine made the wrong decision, you know where it's going because he's going to turn into another Red Skull. Like in the comics, it, it was the super soldier serum that went wrong. They talked about it, but they didn't show it. It would have done a lot more for the, for the audience to actually see what happened as opposed to being told. It's like, Number one in how to tell a story. Show, don't tell. It's just my humble, humble movie watching opinion. I've only seen about 35,000 movies in my lifetime. And the show, like, what made it even better, like, they showed that Captain America is a... Only 35,000. They show that... Um, Captain America can't, like... Beats the shit out of a normal soldier, right? Like, you you throw a guy with a gun and gun meet shield, shield meet human head, shield rejoins Captain America's hand. That's how thing. That's how things go there. So they get the they show how Red Skull counteracts him, and it's literally like point counterpoint throughout the entire movie until Captain America sacrifices himself to bring down the giant fortress. Oh look, there's there's Captain America doesn't exist. We're just gonna go in with regular ground troops. Oh, Captain America exists now. All right, I guess, I guess we'll start like using the Tesseract uh, as a eternal eternal battery so that we can make giant Tesseracty weapons. Okay. Oh shit, Captain America's coming. Well, I guess it's time to start the fleet. We're gonna have a lot of shit going on. Oh, Captain America's at my front door. Well, here's my giant goddamn flying fortress. And that's what that's what makes a good movie where every time that you think the hero has a heads up, there's something in the way to make it like make him have a disadvantage until you get to the final win. And I do, I do kind of equate it to the um, the Shonen Jump trope that I have where like we'll take Goku, for instance, Goku versus Raditz dead. Comes back, beats the crap out of Nappa, faces Vegeta, almost gets his ass kicked. Uh, heals up, goes to Namek, beats the shit out of the Ginyu Force. Vegeta kicks the shit out of Ginyu and Goku's body. He gets his body back, gets another health boost, and then goes kills free, goes beats the shit out of Frieza. Essentially, that is all. <laughs> God damn it, Nappa! It's it's all in a in a line. 
and it does fit for Marvel for comic books. It does fit for other things, but at least with comic books, it's not like it's not a trope where oh we're gonna try we're gonna try what gets me through 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 the uh through the last arc didn't happen oh shit what do I do let's try it again oh I have this new technique no it's like it's the stories are more intricate and I I enjoy the intricacies of a of an American comic book more than a manga I know it's sacrilege blah 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 whatever but give give me Give me the Avengers over Dragon Ball five days a week. Saturday and Sunday, I might take Dragon Ball, but Monday through Friday, I'm taking the Avengers. Hmm. But yeah, like for me, it it goes back to, and I'll say it over and over again, that yes, one Dragon Ball per weekend day. Even so far as to laying the groundwork for uh, the second Captain America movie, The Winter Soldier, and having Bucky die in the way he did was awesome. And trust me, when we get to Captain America and the Winter Soldier, that is going to be an episode devoted solely to Captain America the Winter Soldier. Like, there are some movies that I'm earmarking as devoting entire episodes to. Um, all of the Avengers movies, um, pretty much all the Captain America movies, and other ones in between that I just wanted to take time to spotlight. They, what, one more thing that the, uh, that I want to touch on before we head out for the day, at least on the podcast version. They talked about, like, they showed Captain America, right, in, in the 1940s, and they showed how crazy and fanatical that the craze for Captain America was back at home. The USO shows, comics, the war reels. It was a straight-up propaganda machine to the point that it was almost... I don't want to say it was a cult, but it was getting damn near close to it. And there definitely was a cult of personality going on because they show that while... While Cap is a badass and he was able to do a lot of heroic things as that said badass, people were like, they showed that a lot of people were like worshiping him because they were saying that he has like a popularity rating at this point. And it's like, you take Captain America and you, you take a lot of the parallels from that to like today and how people are obsessed over the most mundane things. It's crazy. And I, I know it's a little bit of a stretch, but I'm going a, I'm to a stick on that one for a little bit. There's a lot of parallels that show um, things like, obsess like, not obsessing, but like being a, a fan of something. Like, Captain, <laughs> I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but Captain America, at, for all intents and purposes, is a, a juiced up weapon of mass destruction. Like I mean, granted, it's not planet busting like Hulk, but if you send Cap uh, a a well trained Captain America that has the tactics and all and everything that he needs to win a, a a war on his own, he will more than likely win it on his own. Like essentially, Captain America was a juiced up kid, like four foot ten kid from Brooklyn, right? And while while he was like a super soldier it's not like he knew tactics 
he just went in and just bum rushed everything. And it should they did a good job in showing like he may not know in in the first Avenger, he may not know a lot about tactics at first, but as it went on, he learned a lot fast so that when he went like when the Avengers uh the, the events in the Avengers happened. The events in Captain America, the Winter Soldier happened. Even the events in Captain America, the Civil, uh, Captain America, Civil War. You see how he progressed from Nazi base. Let's go break in the front door to, Hey, this is, this is the, this is the problem. We need to assess this. There, there were, yes. Correct. But when he became Captain America and he had the ability to just bum rush things, the smarter, not harder went out the window until he learned that until he learned to use the giant muscles and the the shield that can bounce off of literally anything. 100 percent. It did. And when he found out the way to finesse things around so where he's not relying solely on C door break door, you know? And that's, that's what I like. That's, that's the growth that I really enjoyed. And I enjoyed seeing it going from, okay, that his ass though, ain't no breaking his ass. Sorry. His glorious ass. And it shows that. Yes, there are spots where he had to be, he had to be a, like sneak around a base, right? That was there, 100%. But there were also things that he needed to, like, where he probably should have looked for an alternate way in, like uh, Red Skull's base at the end of the movie. He just kind of went, you see this motorcycle? This motorcycle and America's ass are going straight through that door. I don't know how it's going to happen, but it's going to happen, and it's going to be glorious. And I mean, granted, it's there are things that probably could have that he could have done to make things a little less messy. Like I don't know, um, not get frozen. That's that's a good thing. But for me, I I will firmly keep the I'll firmly keep Captain America in Amazing. I might move him up from. Uh, Spider-Man Homecoming, but I don't think that Captain America the First Avenger was better than Doctor Strange. So, we're going to keep that as it is for now. Yes, I will firmly keep Captain America's ass cheek in my hand. America's ass in my hand has never felt better. But anyway... I want to thank everybody. We're going to we're going to cut it short now. I need to go grab some water and drink because throat scratchy, throat hurt. Ow, ow, ow. So uh next week so next week, this is where we are going to be. Let's let me bring this up. Yes, I will be hydrating after after we get done, man. I just need a couple minutes. Okay, so next up, what we are going to do is we 
are not going to be doing Agent Carter because that's not considered canon and it's not in my list. So what we are going to be doing next is we are going to be tackling three different movies. Damn fucking right, Captain America's ass in hand, let me tell you. So we are going to be tackling three movies because I can't, <laughs> baby. So I can't picture, I'll be talking a whole lot about Captain Marvel. Iron Man, Iron Man 2, I'll probably have a lot to say, but I'm going to be more worried about Iron Man. So, show picture. Thank you. So, that's the taking out. Actually, there's a lot missing off of that, but for now. Taking out all of the Marvel shorts like Thor's Hammer, The Consultant, Item 47, um, all of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. because I don't have the patience for that. Um, all of the, as much as I hate to say it, all of the Netflix shows are getting taken out because as of right now, they're not um, um, canon. A lot of this is going to get a lot of this is going to get trimmed down, and I'll have a better a better look at it later. But the next movies are going to be Captain Captain Marvel, Iron Man, and Iron Man Two. So that's going to be fun. By the way, also fuck Iron Man Two. I just want to throw that out there again. Anyway, so again, thank you everybody for showing up today. Uh, everybody who's live in the Twitch chat, um, I'm going to take. Cut the feed, uh, not cut the feed, but uh, cut the recording. I'm going to go grab a drink. It is currently 7.55. I am going to be getting close to doing a giveaway in a few minutes because it is about that time. I might wait till about 8.30 just to make sure everybody who wants to get in can get in. By the way, if you want to get back in, give me one second. I'm actually going to be getting away from, I'm going to cut this first. Thank you everybody for coming into the podcast. I'll catch y'all next time recording live Thursdays around five ish Eastern. I'll catch everybody later. Peace.